we're talking about, though, look at the word encouragement. I made it very obvious that you couldn't miss it, that it comes from the word courage, that when we encourage each other, when we build each other up, that's how we get the courage to be who we are in Christ. It's how we get the courage to keep going, to, uh, you know, to, to keep fighting the fight. How do we do that? Well, we need encouragement from one another. We need each other to keep saying, come on, let's go, let's go. Because we don't always all feel encouraged at the same time. Isn't that right? That's why we need each other desperately. Um, when you're, uh, sometimes you're going through a bad time, you need people to encourage you. But other times, you're the one that God is sending into situations to breathe that word of, of courage to people, to give them the courage to keep going. But a big part of what I want to talk about tonight is, so how do you keep going? You know, if you're the one breathing encouragement to somebody else, how do you stay in the game? Look at that picture. Um, so if you just picture yourself as the lamb, and you're kind of looking out, you're going, Lord, uh, I hope you're here. Are you here? Because I thought we had a deal, you and me together, we were going to do this thing. He's like, yeah, I'm right here with you, never leaving your side. This is this is a great picture of why of why when when you enter somewhere, this is the honest truth. Even if you enter a place where there's darkness and, and you sense it, you have the one that's going to tremble. It's it's the demons trembling when you walk in because that's what they see. It's true. That's why Kathy and others can go right into the heart of those places in Vietnam or anywhere else. This is what the enemy sees. They, they know who you are. There's no mistaking it. So, um, let's see here. I want to I talk about uh, David for a minute. Yeah, I know it looks a lot like him, but just pretend it's David. Samuel, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but 1 Samuel chapter 30 um, tells a story. David and his, his men went out fighting. They come back, and their whole village is plundered, uh, burned to the ground. Women and children are gone. The Bible says they, they cried and cried until they couldn't cry anymore, until they had no more tears left. They just wept and wept because everything was gone. And, uh, and it was in this place where uh, David's men, as you can imagine, are not real happy with him at all as a leader. And, uh, and this is where it says that David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He had no one else to strengthen him. He was just as distressed as everybody else was. He had no answers like anybody else did. But, but somebody, in this case David, made the choice. I have a choice still. I can encourage myself in the Lord. And I want to tell you, it's great when you have friends around you who can encourage you. It's great when you get that phone call just when you need it. And, and it's awesome. God knows how to do that. But I'm telling you, there are other times where you may very well be the only one that's going to be your choice to, 
himself in the woman. And he's training us to do this because it's essential right now. It's crucial in this time that we learn that we know how to do this and that we choose to do this over and over again. It is a choice. It's a choice for you to enter into the truth of what God says, of who he says you are, of what he says is going on in this earth. You better listen to his counsel because if you don't, you're going to be going down a pit really quick. And, and you probably figured this out, but not everybody who has something to say to you is always encouraging. Hey, that's a, that's a good word right there. You actually get to use discernment. Sometimes it doesn't take any discernment to know that somebody is tearing you down. Uh, but but you don't always get encouragement, do you? Or sometimes, again, sometimes it seems like, well, I'm doing pretty good, but the world around me seems to be crumbling. And sometimes it's right around you, meaning family members, uh, you know, all this all this stuff pulling on you. And you're doing your best to give the encouragement, but all of a sudden you're starting to feel it. What do you do? strengthen yourself in the Lord. I'm going to talk about what that is. First, here's one more. Psalm 73. This is verses 21 through 28. says, this is David. So the same one that we just read about, who, who strengthened himself in the Lord. He's saying, my heart grew bitter. My affections dried up. I was stupid and uncomprehending. A clumsy animal in your presence. My reason, you're going to see the rest of this, but my reason for bringing this up is because sometimes you say, well, I just don't feel like it. I don't feel God. I don't feel like encouraging myself. I know that's the reason why you have to. That's exactly the reason why you have to. And, and so he says, this is the way I was. I was. I was bitter. My heart was dried up. God would argue. He didn't see the lion right behind him. Right? Even so, he says, I stayed in your presence. You, and, and because he chose to do that, he says, Lord, you grasp me by the right hand. You will guide me with advice, and you will draw me in the wake of your glory. That's an amazing picture. Just, you know, when it says that the Lord's train filled the temple in Isaiah, that word, that word means filled and filled and filled and filled and filled and filled and filled. In other words, there's no end to the train of his glory. But guess, guess whose train you're riding on? You can just step right onto that. Of course, that's a long, flowing robe, right? That's what we're talking about. He's coming in to the throne. There's this long, flowing robe. He's like, hop on. There's plenty of room. Just, I'll make the way. But isn't there still a choice there? There's a hopping on, isn't there? I understand everything's by grace. I really get that. Like, unless, unless the Lord came and, and, and moved in us, we wouldn't even have the strength to do, to do that. I get that. But there also is our choice. There's a choice in the matter. There's that thing that rises up and says, wait a minute. Holy Spirit who lives in me, my counselor is saying to me, come on, keep going. And you have to listen to that voice and go, oh, yeah, i got to keep going. I have to listen to what the Lord says. When you choose to do that, that is your choice. And that's what's going to start pulling you right back up out of any pit that the enemy tried to keep you in. Here's the rest of that verse. It says, Who else is there for me in heaven? And with you I lack nothing on earth. There it is again. It's like Psalm 23. You lack nothing. My heart and my flesh are pining. It's like longing. 
pining away, my heart's rock, my portion, God forever. My happiness is to be near God. My happiness is to be near God. In case you haven't figured it out yet, that's the only place you're going to get it. That the depth, that deep thing you're looking for inside of you. I understand we, some great things can happen. Relationships with people, other stuff that can make us feel really good. But there's a depth, depth, depth within you that your heart is crying out for that only the Lord can fill. And you're going to have to get this. If nobody else, this is like the, the virgin, the, the story Jesus told of the virgins with the oil and their lamps. Like nobody else can get your oil for you. That's the point of that story. No one else can get that oil for you. What is that oil? That's the intimacy, the, the affection that you have for the Lord. If you ever, if you ever watch people worshiping up here, when I first, when I first um, started to get to the Holy Spirit in a very different way, let me try to adjust this here. When I first started to get to the Holy Spirit in a in a much more real way, so I knew Jesus for years, but. I didn't know Holy Spirit like I knew Jesus, not like a person like that. And one of the things that convinced me that there had to be something more was that I started watching people around me who were worshiping, and they were so passionate. I was, I loved Jesus. I loved him. I loved worshiping Jesus. But I watched these people around me, and they were just weeping. They were, they were so lost in the Lord. I'm like, I want that. If that's real, I want it. And, and so... That's, that was my, that was the longing in my heart for that deeper thing. And then I got to know a person called Holy Spirit, just like there's a person called Jesus and a person called the Father. And, uh, and as he, as I began to give him permission to take over my life, all kinds of great things happened that weren't happening before. There was a whole new level, a whole new place. So I'm just telling all you, if, if you're hungry or if you're looking at these people like, man, that, that's crazy what they're doing up here, but I kind of want that. There's something, I'm just telling you already, there's a, there's a pulling going on. And that pulling is a person, and his name's Holy Spirit. He says, hey, watch this, let me take over. Just like you said to Jesus, take over. Same thing. Holy Spirit, take over. And watch what starts to happen. All right. Oh, Elijah list. So, just this week, in the last week or two, I'm going to give you a very small portion of two different words. Uh, one was from Doug Addison. It was entitled, God Says, Ready or Not, Here It Comes. Uh, Doug's going to be here, by the way, in February. Um, second, second Saturday in February, I believe it's the 13th. Anyway, this is a very small part of what he said. But he said, as I listened more closely, the Lord had given him a sound. He said, as I listened more closely, I realized... It was the rumble of a train barreling toward us. God spoke to me that he is moving quickly and, ready or not, here it comes, it being the train. We are about to have an encounter with our destinies, and it will not be stopped if we don't give up. There is a time not to be afraid and there is, uh, and, and to be ready to allow God to step into our situations. Over the next few weeks, it is time to sort through all that God has been speaking and promising us. Is there anything you can do now to prepare yourself? And I will tell you, absolutely there is. Get ready to move quickly. Let's watch for unusual situations to suddenly advance advance us into the new times and places with God. 
Is there a way to prepare yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was about a month ago that I got another invitation from the Lord to, to go to holy places with Him. And I, I know that sounds wild because on the one hand, we have it all. Do we not? You know, when Jesus died on the cross, when, when He gave us everything. He gave us, He bought for us our whole inheritance. So we have it. So, but, but, but we haven't experienced it all yet. We haven't experienced all that's ours yet, especially, especially the death of the Father. Because He's infinite. In fact, I'm fully convinced that even when we get to heaven, there's going to be more and more and more. He's going to reveal himself forever. What does forever mean? We don't even know because that's a concept that's beyond our time. Forever is forever. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. But it just goes and goes and goes. He's always going to unveil more. And if you're wondering how that could be possible, just think about this. That that they've proven, the scientists, I don't know how to prove these things, that space is increasing at infinitesimal speeds all the time in every direction. How do they figure that out? I don't know. But if that's true for space, that's something God created, I think you kind of get the idea. There's no end. Um, so, there's more to God. And, and so a month ago, he was inviting me saying, come on, Brent, let's, let's go. Let's go to that next place. And that invitation is always an invitation into more intimacy, into the depth of intimacy with him to get to know him better. But you can only do that if you spend more time with him. There's no substitute for that. And I know we all got busy lives, but I also know we all make a lot of choices along the way. And I'm telling you, if you want to know the Lord, you absolutely can. Because he's given you his spirit. In uh, in, in, uh, prophet uh, Ezekiel, I believe, Jeremiah, one or the other, said, that, that you're going to, that no more will you have to ask your neighbor about God. Everyone's going to know the Lord because of the Holy Spirit in you. You will all know him. And knowing him is not an intellectual feed your head with facts. It is, it is encountering a person, experiencing his, his character, his, uh, the goodness of who he is, more and more and more. And that takes time. It does. Suzanne and I, I'm, I'm so much more in love with my wife now than when we got married 22 years ago, 22 and a half years ago. So much more in love with her. And, and it's because I know her so much more now. Because I, I appreciate her so much more. But that occurred over time. And so don't expect that it's going to happen overnight, but keep going. Carve out that time with the Lord. I'm, I'm going to show you in a minute some of the scriptures that I look at when I need to encourage myself. And just this week, at the beginning of the week, I sat down in, in the place that I have, in, in this front room of ours, and I, uh, anyway, just a place that I have, put on some music, some uh, silky music, and, and there I, I, I sit and encounter God, and, and most days it's, you know, usually within seconds or minutes at most where I begin to feel His presence. But it wasn't always that way, and it isn't always, always that way all the time. In other words, even as much as I love feeling his presence, if I didn't, I know I know enough now. I've been in this long enough to know. Keep going. Keep going. Because there's going to come a point where he breaks in in a, in a significant and special way. Uh, let me go to the second one. This is uh, Bobby Connor. Uh, I'm still I'm still trying to get him to come here. So we're, we're working on that one. I, Bobby Connor is, is one of my many heroes, but he's... He's an amazing man of God.
Anyway, he says this. Again, this is a very short portion of this word. If you want to see all of it, just Google Elijah List. It'll come right up. And, uh, and it's prophetic words. And just write down, you know, put in that person in that title and it'll come right up. All right? So Bobby says this. We too must grasp the changing tide before us, preparing ourselves for swift shifts and turbulent turns. Learning to, to lean upon the guidance of Holy Spirit to navigate these days, we can walk in bold confidence, knowing God is in total control. None need to stumble about in darkness and confusion. We can walk in total confidence, directed by God and His unchanging Word. In this fast-paced culture, it is sad to see multitudes so busy seeking to obtain happiness in every way except experiencing the pleasure of knowing God. Make up your mind right now. You are going to take time to get to know God in a deeper, more meaningful manner. It is in His presence that fullness of joy is found. May God bless you with courage to face the future with hope, confidence, and unspeakable joy, full of His glory and walking daily in His abundant mercies. Revealing the truth, if God be for us, who can be against us? Alright, so. There we go. Alright, so this is how David says it in Psalm 27, 4. He says, one thing I ask of, of Yahweh. Every time I'm reading these, this is almost all in the New Jerusalem Bible, which is the Bible I use and. And in that Bible, it says Yahweh rather than the Lord. So just so you know, most of your Bibles will say the Lord. So one thing I ask of Yahweh, one thing I seek, to dwell in Yahweh's house all the days of my life, to enjoy the sweetness of Yahweh, to seek in His temple. How many of you know, I'm sure you do, the temple of God is not out there somewhere, it's not this building, it's right here. You are the temple of God. So when you're seeking Him in the temple, that's an invitation to intimacy. He already lives in you, and yet He says, Come know me more. Come know me more. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Learn to enjoy my sweetness, He says. Here's another way, um, and here's what I said earlier, that God's presence is the only place that you're going to find peace, joy, security, contentment, and stability. This is another way David says it. This is in Psalm 34, 8. He says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. See, we limit it just to, again, concepts or words that we can put in our mind. He goes, no, no, no. Taste. Taste of me. Look. Some images are awesome because you begin to see, oh, the kingdom is real. It's not just a, a words on a, on a paper and a book. The kingdom is, is more real than what we're experiencing right, right this moment. And it's all around us. I mean, it's right here and it's inside of us. He says, but taste and see. Taste and see. When, remember when Moses in Exodus 33 and 34, when he says, Lord, show me your glory. Remember that he goes, I don't want to, if you're not going, Lord, I don't want to go. He says, Lord, show me your glory. And God says, okay, I'm going to let my goodness pass before you. 
and then and then he does that. And and I'm I'm telling you, we this is a this is kind of if you could look at it this way, this is like a two dimensional book that's telling a you know a umpteen dimensional story because God isn't limited to three dimensions. That's for darn sure. But I believe that when God passed by Moses, it wasn't just, God didn't just say, he didn't just like Moses on by and say, hey, I'm tenderness, you know, I'm compassionate. He didn't, that's just not very exciting, that's not God. I mean, Moses, how did he know that God said that? I bet you anything he experienced it. I bet you anything he was like, oh, and then he goes, oh, tenderness of God, and he experiences it all through his body. And then later he writes down, I'm the God of tenderness. And we go, okay, yeah, the God of tenderness, compassion. No, 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 no. And the next thing he got was, oh, compassion. He's the God of compassion. And he could have cried for an hour for all we know, you know, and all we get in our book is compassion. I think you're following me, right? There's, he, that's how we experience God. He actually looks for those who want him. And then he touches you in, in these ways. A lot of it is, well, it's all supernatural, but, but you position yourself by spending time with him, but you can't make things happen. It's by grace. But I will tell you, the more you position yourself as a lover who wants him, the more that's going to happen. That is very true. You just can't always make it happen the way you want. And here's another thing to be wary of is when you go into uh, your, your time with the Lord and you want to have encounters like somebody else had, I will tell you, most of the time, that's not going to happen. You may have some things that happen similar, but it may be completely unsimilar than what you're looking for. So so try to take out of your brain, well, so-and-so, when they met with God, this happened, so therefore, God, I want the same experience where you aren't real. And that's kind of what we do sometimes. And he's like, how about, how about you just let me encounter you any way I want to. Is that okay with you? Y'all can nod your hands yet. He says, how about if I encounter you any way I want? Is that okay with you? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Any way you want. Because sometimes, you know, you may be looking for a lightning bolt, and he says, no, I just wanted to kiss you on the forehead. You can do that. Or sometimes you're like, God, I want to laugh like the other person. How come I'm crying? Because he starts touching your heart and you start crying. He goes, because I wanted you to feel something. Is that okay? I wanted you to feel a little bit of what I feel. Crying is the Lord. Laughing is the Lord. There's, there's a lot of ways that he'll come. And, and you, can't, you can't make certain things happen. You just position yourself and say, yes, Lord. All right, so here we go. Ooh. I'm going to tell you why I picked this picture. First of all, let me read it. Psalm 34, 5. Fix your gaze on Yahweh, and your face will grow bright. You will never bang your... Uh, excuse me, hang. There's a... It's going to say bang your head against the wall. You, which is true. You will never hang your head in shame. A lot of... You know, I'm, I look for uh, photos because it's something I enjoy doing when, when I'm messages sometimes, but I was looking all over Googling, trying to find, you know, I was putting bright face, shiny eyes, I was trying to everything. I'm like, eh, it's not what I'm looking for at all. And then I'm like, oh, look at the pictures of all of you. I have more choices than I knew what to do with. I'm, I'm really serious. 
Lebanon, Susanna, Karina, and uh, but you see what happens when God shows up, when His glory is there, people start beaming. You can't help it. His 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 uh, glory lights up your face. And uh, in fact, of course, Lonnie's back there hugging somebody right now because that's just what she does. So if you're ever like, well, I want I want a tangible love like that, go see Lonnie. She'll she'll love on you for a while. Um, what I'm starting to do right now, though, I'm starting to show you how I encourage myself. So when I'm in, in that room and I have my Bible open, there are, there are certain verses that really encourage me. This is one of them. Here's another one. I was going to show you a bunch of them. Psalm 16, 5 and 6. This, this verse just totally lifts me up and encourages me. My birthright, my, my destiny is Yahweh. It's not that he brings you your destiny or brings you your inheritance or your cup. He is. He is your inheritance, your cup. You, Lord, you alone hold my lot secure. The measuring line marks out for me a delightful place. My birthright is indeed lovely. So I want to remind you again, just so you know what we're doing, I'm teaching you how I encourage myself. I'm not saying you have to do it the same way, but I'm saying... This is how you encounter God, is get to know his heart for you. And he will speak to all of us in different passages. So, uh, in fact, I'll tell you right now that in a little bit, I'm going to have several of you get up and share one verse. One verse. That where, that God uses to encourage you, even if you got 10 or 20 or 30, you can pick one of them. And we're going to hear from several of you, just something that really encourages you when you need it. Okay? There's another one. Psalm 4, 8. In peace I lie down and at once fall asleep. For it is you and none other, Yahweh, who makes me rest secure. There's a lot of reasons why we don't sleep well, but one of the main ones is stress and anxiety and worry and fear. I'll kind of lump together there. That's because circumstances start coming up that we can't see our way out of, and our brain won't let it go. And we, we're trying to figure it out and trying to figure it out and trying to figure it out. Next thing you know, you're up for another hour than you need it to be. There's a way around that. God says, why don't you lie down? Because I never sleep and I never slumber. And while you're sleeping, I'm working on it. Because that's the covenant promise. So, I'm, I'm going to declare that over all of you. I'm declaring over every single one of you restful sleep. For some of you, it's been a while since you've had that. And I declare over you the peace, the shalom of heaven over you. And then here's your, here's your choice as you choose to give him everything you're worried about. And say, Papa, you take care of this. Papa, you take care of it. I, I'm, I'm tired figuring this thing out in my mind. And you take care of it. And I just bless you with that peace of the Lord. I bless the angels to minister to you while you sleep tonight. Each of you have angels. You do. That's actually very biblical. You do. Who are ministering to you. And I'm, and I'm declaring and releasing those angels to minister to you as you sleep for soundness of sleep tonight. Here's another verse that encourages me quite a lot. Psalm 5.12. It's you who bless the upright, Yahweh. You 
you surround them with favor as a shield. All right. Now, if any one of you said in this room, and even thought in your mind, darn it, I wanted to be blessed, but I'm not upright. Let's be talking about somebody else. I want to remind you who you are in Christ. It is his righteousness, not yours. That's what the word upright comes from righteousness. Christ's righteousness is yours. You are right with God all the time in Christ. Not when you feel like it, not when you haven't blown it lately, or any of the other ways that we measure ourselves. God says, nope, you missed the whole point of a Savior. The whole point of a Savior is you needed one. The whole point of a Savior is you need one constantly. He wasn't a one-time Savior. And said, okay, I wiped your slate clean, but you better not ever mess up again. We'd all be in deep, deep doo-doo. We need a Savior. But I will tell you, He's transforming you to walk into that righteousness. He's transforming you to walk into His righteousness, where you want what He wants, where you reflect Him more and more. Because here's another thing about why we look at the Lord and, 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 and uh, take in His character, because what you behold, you become. In this case, who you behold, you become. What you look at, you become like. And the Lord says, the more you look at me, even if you feel like you're blown it, he says, keep looking at me. Look at my eyes of love for you. Look at my approval for you. Look at my pleasure over you. Just keep looking at me and keep going. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep going. Because the more you look at me, the more you're going to be like me. So you've got a favor, a shield of a favor around you. Every direction. Favor, 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 favor. Psalm 18, 35 and 36. Here's that same shield. It's an invincible shield. You give me your invincible shield. Your right hand upholds me. Now this next verse. You never cease to listen to me. A couple of other translations say it this way. You stoop down to make me great. Or another one says you multiply answers to me. But I love that one. You stoop down to make me great. That's why that shows that picture. Because it's a picture of Papa saying, coming right down to us and saying, I know, I know it's hard, but I'm right here with you. And I'm going to give you everything you need. So he comes right down to us. He's not up here lording it over you. He says, no, come on, son, come on down and let's go. Let's go. That's the Papa we have. And he says, you give me the strides of a giant. You broaden, another version says, you broaden the path beneath me and you give me ankles that never weaken. That's, that's your papa. This is how you encourage yourself. So, so you feel like you're feeling like a failure. You're like, God, I let God down again. I fell. I did something. Go back to something like this that says, no, son, let me tell you. No, daughter, let me tell you. You're still mine. Let's, let's keep going because I've given you, I've given you a path that's really wide. Let's keep going. I've, I've multiplied the answers. I've heard all of your cries. I give you ankles that don't weaken. That's his heart. That's how you encourage yourself. Here's another one. This I love this one. Psalm 21, verses 1 through 6. This is um, uh, for a coronation ceremony. This is David. I love David. He is so... I don't know. What, what do you say? He, he is he's so unashamed of how blessed he is in God. 
He's like, I'm just great, and I'm just daddy's boy, and that's just the way it is. I mean, that's, that's David, which is why God says, I love his heart. You'd think that's prideful, wouldn't you? But it's not, because he's always boasting in the Lord. It's always about God and about what the Lord's doing for him. And God says, I love that. I love that kind of heart. So this is what I've done here. I don't know if you in the back can really read all this, but if you can, try to read this with me. Because what I've done is I've turned this um, into um, a personal pronoun of I, you know, for each one of us to say it. Because the actual psalm says, um, uh, the king rejoices in your power. You know, and, and transferring, transferring the king for all the eyes. But, but here's the thing, is that when you came to Christ, you instantly became kings and queens with him. It's in the book of Revelation, several places, among other, among other places. But, so I'm not making that up. You, you are already kings and queens. So it is not stretching it at all to turn this into I statements and make this your song and start boasting in the Lord the way David does. So let's read this together. There's actually two screens here. So say this with me. Yahweh, I rejoice in your power. How your saving help fills me with joy. You have granted me my heart's desire, not denied me the prayer of my lips. For you come to meet me with blessings of prosperity. You put a crown of pure gold on my head. I have asked for life, and you have given it to me. Length of days forever and ever. One second. Great is my glory through your salvation. You invest me with splendor and majesty. You confer on me everlasting blessings. You gladden me with the joy of your presence. For I put my trust in you. Your faithful love will keep me from falling. Yeah. That's how you encourage yourself. I, I hope you're feeling more encouraged. That's like the point of this. Here's another one. Psalm 23, 6. The 23rd Psalm. Your kindness and your faithful love pursue me every day of my life. So if you feel like you're in a battle with God, guess who's going to win? But he's going to win with his goodness, his kindness, his faithful love, that's what's going to win you over. You want to, he'll, he'll wear you out with it. I'm, I'm serious. He will. Here's another one. Psalm 1611. You will teach me the path of life, unbounded joy in your presence, at your right hand, delight forever. You know what? Let's say that one together. You will teach me the path of life, unbounded joy in your presence. At your right hand, delight forever. Some of us had our joy robbed from us when we were little. Maybe you were like this little girl one time, and then some things happened in your life, and you don't feel like that joyful person anymore. Can I tell you, you still are. That little girl, that little boy hasn't left at all. And the Lord is, is calling out to you and saying, come on back to that place. And there are ways where uh, even Sozo Ministry and other ways of, of trying to help you to let go of some of the, uh, release some of the awful things that may have happened to you. 
But I guarantee you that that joyful little child is still right there. And God says, I want you to experience that, not sometime, but as a, as a regular way of life, just being joyful. I'm not saying you're laughing over everything that happens, but just being filled with joy that circumstances can't take away from you. Here's another one, Psalm 32.10. Countless troubles are in store for the wicked, but the one who trusts Yahweh is enfolded in his faithful love. Enfolded in his faithful love. That's, that's where you are right now. Not sometime, right now. I love this one, Jeremiah 17. This is, this is an, I'll say this you know, over and over again. This is another one of my favorites, because I've got a bunch of them. Blessed is anyone who trusts in the Lord with the Lord for their reliance. That person, such as all y'all, is like a tree by the waterside that thrusts its roots to the stream. When the heat comes, not if, okay, so heat comes sometimes, right, in life. When the heat comes, it has nothing to fear. That tree has nothing to fear, which is all of you. Its foliage stays green, untroubled in a year of drought. It never stops bearing fruit. You know the crazy thing about the kingdom and about the gospel? Christ in you is that even when you are feeling completely worthless, completely drained, completely unable to help anybody, God does it anyway. Doesn't he? He'll still use you sometimes. You're like, oh God, I don't even feel spiritual, you know? I'm not saying in those times, like, you're going to go see someone in a store and go, oh, I'm going to go up and pray for their healing. I mean, usually you don't want to do that when you're not feeling, when you're not feeling it, you're not feeling the Lord. And yet you can try to hide <laughs> from being Jesus to people, but it isn't going to work because he leaks out of you. He does. <laughs> isn't that good news? That's the craziness of the kingdom, but that's exactly what it is. It's Christ in you leaking out of you all the time. I will say, though, the more time you spend with him, the brighter your face, the brighter your countenance, the more the more he leaks. But it doesn't mean he's not going to, he's going to stop if you're, not, if you're not feeling it. That's, that's just one of the amazing miracles of the kingdom. Psalm 36, 8. More encouragement. We feast on the bounty of your house. You let us drink from your delicious streams. In you is the source of life, and by your light we see the light. Hey, let's say this one together. We feast on the bounty of your house. You let us drink from your delicious streams. In you is the source of life. By your light, we see the light. That's just a really good word. Okay. I'm actually getting close to the end already because I wanted to hear from from several of you. I've only got a couple of them left, but this one's kind of a longer one because I cannot talk about encourage, encouraging yourself without talking Ephesians 1. I just, I don't know, I could eat Ephesians 1 every day forever for the rest of my life because it, it, it so captures the gospel in its essence in such a yummy way. Yummy is a very theological term. And this is, so whenever I get new translations, I always read it in, in those translations, and it's, they're all good. They're all yummy. So this one's in the mirror translation, which you can find online if you Google the mirror translation. 
Uh, and so we're gonna, I'm going to read that to you. It's actually three different uh, screens here, but I couldn't stop. I couldn't like stop anywhere because it just tells the whole gospel. This, if this doesn't encourage you, I don't know what will. But it will because you have the Holy Spirit living in you. And when you hear truth, the Spirit in you goes, yes! So, let's celebrate God. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places has found its definition in the fact that we are in Christ. This association goes back to before the fall of the world. His love knew that he would present us again face to face before him, identified in Christ, in blameless innocence. That's the gospel. He, Jesus, is the architect of our design. That's crazy good news. His heart dream realized our coming of age in Christ. His grace plan is to be celebrated. He greatly endeared us and highly favored us in Christ. His, the Father's love for the Son, is His love for us. Say that with me. The Father's love for His Son is His love for us, for me. Yeah. But wait, there's more. Check this out. Since we are fully represented in Him, in Christ, His blood is the ransom that secures our redemption. His forgiving us our sins measures the wealth of His grace. This grace shown towards us communicates a wisdom and a discernment of our worth that completely surpasses any definition. The secret is out. <laughs> His cherished love dream now unfolds in front of our very eyes. Who would be his love dream? <laughs> I think you're getting it. But wait, there's more. In the economy of the fullness of time, everything culminates in Christ. All that is in heaven, all that's on earth is reconciled in him. And this is how we fit into God's picture. Christ is the measure of our portion. Wow. Christ. Any of you feeling like you don't have enough, like God somehow skipped over you? Oh, let me tell you what your portion is. It's Christ. Christ is the measure of our portion. We are in him, invented and defined in him. God's blueprint intention is on exhibition in us. Everything he accomplishes is inspired by the energy and intent of his affection. It's his love that caused him to do all this. It's his love that said, oh, the craziness of grace of me doing everything for you, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. He literally could not help himself because he's so in love with you. 
See, I cannot read Ephesians 1 without getting massively encouraged. I think there's just two more now. Proverbs 4.18. The path of the righteous, that would be you all, is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter until the full light of day. That's very hopeful, isn't it? If you're feeling like, man, my life's just not on track, God says, I'm time out. Why don't you ask me what I think? Because this is what I think. I say that your path is like the first gleam of dawn, and it's shining ever brighter until the full light of day. That's his assessment. And I'll tell you something. You're gonna, if you get this, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna move fast forward a lot faster. But his opinion is the only one that matters, even above your own. Because we sometimes have very wrong opinions about ourselves. He says, why don't you ask me what I think? And speaking of, when I talked about about spending time with the Lord, about getting close to Him, one of the things you're going to start hearing is voice. You'll hear it a lot through Scripture, but it won't always be through Scripture. So when I say, you know, ask, when God says, ask me what I think, you might be thinking, well, I'd love to ask Him, but how can I hear God? Guaranteed, if you'll spend more and more time, you will start to hear His voice. It's, it's this... It's an in, inner knowing. God can speak audibly. It's happened. But I'm telling you, that's not what usually happens. So if you're waiting for that, you say, God doesn't speak to me. You're waiting for the wrong thing. Just sometime in the quietness of your own, of your own place with the Lord, just ask him, God, Father, tell me what you think of me. And then, Sarah, you heard something right over here. He says, you're awesome. I heard that one, Eric. See, that's what you're going to start hearing. You're, you're awesome. I love you. You're amazing. Um, everything I did, I did for you because I wanted to. You're going to hear some great things. Those You didn't make those up. You really didn't. We're just not that nice to ourselves. But God is really nice. And the more you get to know His, His real voice, you're going to start hearing more and more, more and more impressions inside of you to know that they're Him. And I think this is the last one. Of course it is, because it's Jude 24 and 25. To him who is able to keep you from falling and to bring you safe to his glorious presence, innocent, innocent. Other, Other translations will say faultless and blameless and joyful. And I put jubilant in there because, jubilant, because that's actually the word joyful. The word jubilee comes from jubilee. Oh, you mean that year of jubilee where you're freed, all debts are canceled? Yeah! See, that's where the jubilation comes from. All debts are canceled. Nothing is held against you. You better be excited about that because that's amazing. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, authority, and power before all ages, now and forevermore. And everyone said, Amen. Because that's the truth. The truth does set you free. The truth will set you free, but it's got to be the real truth. A lot of, a lot of things, people have masqueraded a lot of things around in Christian circles as truth, and it's discouraged you a bunch. And I'm telling you, the truth actually sets you free. The truth is very encouraging. And what does encouragement do? Oh, it puts courage back into you to keep going, to be who you are. Don't give up. The light of Christ is shining through you. 
The kingdom is coming. This world is changing. The enemy is defeated. Do not give up. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And when you need to, which is all the time, encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself. And then you will have plenty also to dish out to others. That's the way it works. All right. So, hey, that was really good work. scripture verse that is particularly encouraging to you. So, hear what I just said. Any scripture verse, not ten, and that is particularly encouraging to you. It's a verse that's going to put courage into people. So, if it's both of those things, come on up, just kind of make a line here. David's got it memorized. You can start. I can do all things Christ who strengthens me. Uh, Philippians, I think it's Philippians somewhere behind. Philippians 4.13. Uh, Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Um, I'll have Psalm 103. But for you, Melissa, it says, Praise the Lord, I tell myself. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. And that's verse 1. But verse uh, 12 says, He has removed our rebellious acts as far from us as the east is from the west. That's good news. This is the message that I have no idea where this is. Um, the first chapter. Okay. talks about strength. Says, we pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul. Not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength God gives. It is a strength that endures the unendurable and spills over into joy. Thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part in everything bright and beautiful that he has for us. Joyce, so I'm going to read from Romans 8 38. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, and 39, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1 9. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. 
Psalm 23, verse 1. Okay, this is um, Habakkuk 1, 5. Uh, Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told to you. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for hope in the future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Ephesians 1.19 uh, from Rabbi King James. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us? What in Hebrew, exceeding greatness is koach adir. It's like nuclear atomic power. <laughs> so it's like, it's such, in Hebrew, it's just like, it's unbelievable. This atomic power. And so I just stop and I drink it in. <laughs> uh, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. <laughs> uh, my verse is Ezekiel 12:23, and it says, The days are at hand, and the fulfillment of every vision. Yeah. Come on. Ephesians. And now we to him who is able to do far more abundantly than we can ask or even think, according to the power that's at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Job 23.10 says, But he knows the way that I take. And when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. All right, this is my favorite verse. Uh, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13. Romans 15, 13. For God so loved the world... That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John 3, 16 and 17. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. For I am the Lord, your God. Isaiah 43, um, 2. This is uh, Psalms 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Yeah. Um, uh, Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Oh yeah, come on, line up. Okay, all that was all things. Did you get that? But you might say, yeah, but that's only for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Oh, did you not know Christ is in you? The love of Christ is in you to love the Father. 
And he's already called you in accordance with his purpose. Read all of Romans 8. You'll be convinced. This is out of uh, Isaiah 41.10. It says, uh, fear not. I think someone else talked about it. But uh, <laughs> it says, fear not, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror or be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you with my victorious right hand. From Habakkuk, chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no crops, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Raptura is a Greek word. That's really good. It's, it's rapture is a, is a Greek word. That's why most people will see it. Anyway, look up. It's part of the scripture. Look it up. Rapture stuff. How lovely is thy dwelling place, O Lord. My soul yearns and even faints for the courts of the Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord. My soul What was that? Psalm 67, 1. How, how can you not be encouraged by this? Be encouraged. Be full of courage. Here's one more. Um, Philippians 1, 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will Complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. What I have started, I will finish, is what he says. What I've started in you, I will finish. I want to I wanna tell you, just in case um, some of you are, are like you were taught long ago not to write in your books, you know. I encourage you, write in your books. I've had, yeah. Write your name for starters. It's amazing how many Bibles are left here and you don't put your names in them. But anyway, that's a different topic. Um, I, I have, you know, some, my Psalms are all color-coded just because I wanted to. And, and I, I'm, I'm, that's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is, is do what you want to do, but make it yours. I've got, I've got not only things underlined, but I've got things that are starred and then things that are double-starred and a few things that are triple-starred. You know, if they're triple-starred, they're worth reading a lot. Of course, it's all good. But what I'm trying to tell you is make it yours. Make this, this is one of the ways to make it alive, is make it your, your personal, you know, God's journal to you. And so certain things are going to speak to you. I have dates all over in that book. Certain dates where God just spoke a verse to me that was so alive. And then five years later, let me look at that verse and I go, you know, it doesn't really, doesn't really jump out of me. But I go, but five years ago, that was a turning point in my life. 
And, and the only reason I remember that is because I wrote the date down. So, um, or some speaker gives a really cool Greek meaning of a word when you're out there. I write it right in my Bible so that I always have it there. So make it your book. It's God's love letter to you. So go ahead and mark it up. So this is what I want to do tonight. Um, I, I, first of all, I just speak courage. I'm just going to pray over you. I declare courage, courage, courage. The courage of the lion who is by your side. The courage of the lion of the tribe of Judah who lives in you. Who lives in you, who has made his home in you. I declare that courage to go and love this world, to represent your king just the way he has called you to. Just the way that you represent him like nobody else can. So I encourage you tonight to go do that. In Jesus' name. And, and this is just a quick aside before we spend some time praying for you individually if you want it. But um, we've got a lot of wonderful things coming up. But I'm particularly excited about January 1st. And I don't know what's going to happen exactly. But, but we're going to set aside January 1st to do a, a lot of worship. Uh, we're going to make, we're going to bring your shofars, bring your drums, bring your declarations. We're going to be making some declarations. Um, and and uh, I'll, I'll speak a little bit that night, but not much, because then we're just going to go back into more worship. We're going to be making declarations. It's just going to be, I'm sure we're going to have a victory tunnel and all that for the new year. So I just want to already encourage you. Um, I just believe the line's going to be roaring uh, big time. It roars all the time, but I believe we were going to hear that. Um, on that night. So, um, well, this is what I want to ask, is if you were one of those that just got up and shared a scripture, if you would like to come back up and pray for people, if you feel like you got the joy and the goodness of the Lord in you to give, you, give it away, then I welcome you to come back up and be part of praying for people. So if that's you and you want to do that, just come on up right now before I invite others to come forward. Don't be bashful. So the people, you can pray for people. Just kind of spread out. Awesome, yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Awesome. So, um, you know, sometimes uh, you, you may just need an extra encouragement. Come on up and ask for it. Um, I, I will tell you this. Sometimes when people say, well, you know, prophesy over me. I can't always do that. Um I mean, I kind of can because prophecy really is just sharing God's heart with you. So I absolutely can tell you the Father is wildly in love with you, and that's prophecy. That's actually prophecy. And so, uh, you know, I can pray those things over you. But I'm just telling you that sometimes we get in our heads like, tell me my future, or, you know, should I do this or that? They're just going to give you what the Lord gives them and just, just understand that that's the way it works, is that God works through human beings to encourage you, but mostly he's going to encourage you to go seek him for yourself, for all that you need, all right? So if you need, if you just need some encouragement, if you want prayer for healing, anything like that, please come forward. Otherwise, we bless you, and uh, you're awesome. Be encouraged.
Thank <laughs> you.